This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Stephen, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Micah podcast, and I'm so excited to have uh, you guys with us today because, man, this is a special guest that I have on here today, Uh, a great man of God who I have tons of respect for. He comes to us from the great state of Virginia. Uh, his name is David Jones. David, it's so good to have you on the show today, man. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it so much, Michael. It's great to be with you. You know, uh, man, we, we've uh, got to hang out a little bit uh, about yeah. a month or two ago. Yes, uh, sir. Hang out. You were over my way preaching. Uh, Indiana. Camp, Indiana. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. man. It was so program. good just to be able to be with you. Mm. And, uh, man, uh, I've known you for a while now. Just I got to hear you preach. I've heard you preach at Revivals. Uh, I've heard you at Hillsborough. Uh, got to fellowship with you, man, your family, such a great family. I had, I was telling you earlier, I had your son-in-law on the show uh, earlier in the last season of this. And then, uh, man, just, uh, just such a great family. You guys are doing some, uh, amazing things for the Lord. And I want to ask you a question, David, how, how many, how many years have you been doing this now? I've been located ministry 47 years. Just retired, so I can do a little bit of more, um, you know, traveling around a little bit with my wife and <clears throat> get into some other churches and, jo- and loving it. Just love these camp meetings. It's kind of like reunions when you get with the family camp meeting, yeah. rallies. So it's just doing those kind of things. So it's been about 47 some years. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. You, you, <laughs> down in, you were down in, you're, you're back in Virginia. But mm-hmm. you were you were in uh, North Carolina for for years. James, oh yeah, Jamesville, North Carolina. Jamesville, North Carolina, Poplar Chapel Church of Christ. Yeah. Great people, great community. Love them to pieces. <laughs> you know what? They seemed. Uh, I've been to Jamesville before, and they seem very the the whole area seems very community yeah. oriented, which is yes. awesome. <clears throat> um, and uh, you know, uh, I want to say it's not a it's not a real big town. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't remember 80 people in the town. How many was it? 480 people in the town limit. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I knew it wasn't big. Is good. Oh, goodness. Well, you know what? I think that's awesome. Did you ever, uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you ever, uh, did you think you were going to be in ministry? Like when you were a kid, was that like, yes. you like, man, I'm going to grow up and be a preacher one day. <clears throat> yeah. That, that and a fireman. Yes. <laughs> Okay. My uh, Morris Morris Butler book, that's Jim Book's granddaddy. Yes. Was my preacher when I was growing up at Liberty Christian Church in Mechanicsville, Virginia. And he and his wife and others would always tell us boys and uh, that you're going to be a preacher one day. You're going to be a preacher one day. So from the third grade on, I got had that in my mind. So. Okay. Yeah. And he played it. He played it. He played a role. in Yeah. That. Big, big part of that mind. And that's, that's the thing about planting the seed and just just back there and you got other things, all the thoughts, but it always goes back to that one little situation. My dad was a, you know, he did gospel singing, Eddie Jones, 
Yeah. And uh, he was, he had the guitar and he did a lot of that. So it just kind of was, I met a lot of preachers that came to our house. They stayed with us. Yeah. Um, just was big influence with that ministry thing. So you definitely grew up in a home that, that was uh, a home that was a Christian home. Um, yeah. My, both of my older brothers now are ministers as well. Okay. Ronnie Jones, he's retired. I'm the younger, I'm the baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ronnie Jones was preaching at Gethsemane Church of Christ. And my brother, Gary Jones, just retired from Jerusalem Christian Church. And then my wife's dad, Leland Short, he was a, a preacher. And so, yeah, we've had, had some preachers in the family because of and and as, you know, just getting involved in that way. It's almost as if you guys planned it this way, huh? You guys no. all got into ministry and y'all no, planned it. My dad, dad kind of thought it was neat because he said he could be good for nothing. <laughs> and uh, since it has, I mean, preacher boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it just worked out that way. How, how are you enjoying retirement life? You loving it? I, I'm really, I'm a, it's, uh, I just retired in June. So right. and I've had several meetings. And so it's kind of like I got back to our home place where we rebuilt a smaller house had to downsize, selling junk, getting stuff put together. Meanwhile, there's a lot of little churches that need, Preachers don't have a preacher in the area, so yeah. we fill in for them on Sundays. And then I had to travel a couple of weeks and come back home, then go back out a couple of weeks, come home. Yeah. But I love it. I, yeah. I just love it. Do you do yeah. most of them on your, do you go by yourself most of them, or does your wife go to some with you? Oh, shit. My wife will go with me when she can. I did one of them where I put two meetings together in Pennsylvania when we were having that big family reunion in Nagshead. So I missed the reunion. Yeah. And uh, she wasn't able to go on that one. But we, uh, no, she's, she's part love that part of her going with me. Yeah, absolutely. Man. How awesome is that? Just, uh, I I think you're in a spot where guys like me look at that and go, wow, man, I can't wait till I get to that part. Right. Where I, where I get to. (laughs) I think so. I'm serious. I was, I was same way, man. When I was in ministry, I loved it and loved the people, but there's always that little thing of one day, you know, and then. (laughs) You got your drawbacks, but they're very small comparison yeah. to things. Well, I, I think it was, uh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote you on this one. I think it was <laughs> I, I ran into you. Uh, I ran into you at the the Walmart in Hillsborough this year. Yes, I, yes, sir. And, uh, I think it was your week. words. Said I, I asked you how retirement was. You said your favorite thing about it is you don't have to go to meetings anymore. That's it. <laughs> I love my elders from a distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what? No, man? I heard great. you say that. I looked at my wife as soon as you said that, and I said that guy is speaking truth right there. <laughs> it, it, it's just a big difference, and I love. But I, I admire you guys who are still in the trenches. I guess that's where the trenches are. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, man, let me tell you. Um, 40 plus years, almost 50 years. Well, probably 50 years, or you would say you have at least 50 years, not, not necessarily located ministry, but 50 yeah. years, almost of ministry. Yeah. yeah. I was doing preaching in Bible college at Eastern Christian college. Uh, did a place at Meadowood church of Christ did that every week. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, that's a lot of, you got to have thick skin, man. You got to have thick skin and, <laughs> And your wife, man, of all the stuff she's had to there you go. Too, man. She, she's uh, got beautiful skin. I got thick skin, <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it is a team. It definitely was a team. For and sure. I imagine I've been times I've pushed her buttons and stuff where, you know, the preacher's wife, she gets all the, the leftovers sometimes and that's mm. not right, but 
but well, we learn as we go. <laughs> I hear you. Well, you know what? Um, they definitely, the preacher's wives definitely don't get the credit that they need yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. My, my grandmother just passed about a week ago sorry. and, and, sorry, and yeah, yeah. My, my, uh, my grand, my grandpa preached for, for 60 plus oh, years, wow. man. And, uh, she was by his side the whole way. And the whole thing I could think about when I was there doing the funeral, which was really, it's never easy doing a funeral like that. Yeah. It's never easy doing a funeral anyway, but the whole thing I kept thinking about, man, is man, his ministry was so fruitful, but it, I don't think it would have been as fruitful without her, you know, no. without her being by his side and supporting him and exactly taking care of the kids and, you know, all the whole nine, man, it's just a definition of what a, a, a helpmate uh, yes, sir. is. So shout out to all the preachers wives listen to this right now, man. You guys are <laughs> rock stars. Um, you know, recently, uh, we we've we've been talking about on the on the podcast. We've been talking about different uh, different things that maybe maybe uh, characteristics or morals that that our world doesn't necessarily um, participate in, or, or it's it seems to be kind of a lost a lost art or kind of a dying art. And uh, I want to tell you something that I that just happened to me recently. I went into a uh, I went into a uh, a gas station and I paid for my gas. Uh, and I had, I had a drink and some other things in there that I was buying and I uh, paid for it. And I came back out and I pumped my gas and I got in the car and I looked at, you know, I was putting the money back into my wallet. And I realized that the lady behind the counter had given me a lot more money than, than I needed to get back. Yeah. And so the first thing I thought to myself was, is wow, God really loves me. <laughs> he blessed me, huh? And then, and then, and then, uh, knowing better, right. I, I kind of went back to, uh, yeah, I, I need to take this back in and, and, and give this back to this isn't mine, you know? And so I took it back in and I said, Hey, you over, you gave me this much. And this lady behind the counter was almost in tears. Um, when I gave it back to her, like I, I, I'm so glad that you did this because um, I could have lost my job for this. And she wow. was so like, it was almost like she was shocked, right? She was so yeah. shocked yes. and um, like shocked that, you know, that I had integrity enough to, to bring back this money. Um, I think it's kind of tragic. We live in a world right now that's more shocked by integrity than lack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, why why so do you true. think that is? Well, I guess because that's what that's what we hear all the time is the mistakes people make. I mean, news is news because it's ugly, bad, or nasty, and that gets what's broadcast. And so people hear this, they and then there's our friends and there's our own lives that we have made certain dis- decisions or choices. It kind of goes the easy way, and so anytime you're using integrity. It, it means you got to take think of the whole process. It's yeah. not just what you're getting or what that other person's doing. Who's watching? Who's seeing? It, it's a it's a event, a heavenly event. Mm-hmm. It's a, I guess, just locally, and then your own conscience you're going to be dealing with. So, I, I just think it's, it's, it shouldn't be surprising. And then, but yet we uh, we hear so much negative nowadays. That's right. So it's good to see somebody. Most people, I think, have some of that ability. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's it's you know you look at like the athlete who everyone looks up to, and you know they they live in this lifestyle, and then all of a sudden something happens, they get busted for something, and it's like right. it's like it rocks you, you know, or or the yeah. politician, 
you know, who I guess maybe doesn't really surprise a lot of people with politicians, but, but when it hits home in the church, preachers. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that was my next kingdom. one is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be know, eldership or anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And you, and you, so, so you, so let, let's, let's build just for a second. Okay. Let's build on okay. this definition of integrity. What is integrity? We keep throwing that word around integrity. Yeah. Uh, I've read as it is when your behavior matches your beliefs. There you go. Um, um, it, it's different than your reputation, right? Cause, yeah. Cause your reputation is who other people think that you are. Yeah. Your, your I, integrity or your lack of integrity maybe is who you really are. Yeah. And that's what will show up the lack of integrity, the integrity parts that we live by should just be a normal way of living. But when we get out of character, that's where the, that's why it will be. Hopefully we would recognize it ourselves. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's a very, that's very true. I kind of look at integrity as blue bloods. Uh, I love the old detective show on TV, blue bloods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always talk to tell Sharon at the end of the show, no, that's integrity. Yeah. Cause it dealing with an issue where they got to do the right thing. And instead of just opening a mouth or making action, they take time and go through it and then make a decision. <laughs> yeah. Sad illustration, but I know like that's a little plug for them. That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I love I love uh, Proverbs eleven verse three. It says says the integrity of the upright guides yeah. them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. what, what wouldn't you uh, agree today that that so many segments of uh, our society are being destroyed by the duplicity of, you know, of, of leaders and organizations who maybe you know claim one thing, and then yet they do something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the thing of it is you, you get to a point when somebody breaks that mold, then you kind of put that into everybody's life. You kind of question, is that person for real or not? Yeah. And, and uh, because of the breakdowns of those whom we a lot of times look up to or trust. And so, yeah, it, it really is the duplicity of life that we live in. It's so fragile. One day we're right on top of it. The next day things are kind of crumbling. And so that, that's a, it's an on, it's an everyday issue we deal with yeah. when it comes to our integrity and how we judge other people's integrity, because we may be judging them wrong. We don't really know. We hear, we see something, we jump to a conclusion and we kind of went too far with it. Yeah, <laughs> so Absolutely. There's, you know, there's a, uh, there's a story and you know, this in, in first Samuel chapter 12. Um, and this is kind of what I I've looked at as, as a story that I kind of want for my, my life at the end of my life, but basically at the end of Samuel's life, um, he, he stands before his community and he basically says, have I lived a life of integrity? Have I, have I done, you know, if I've, if I've wronged anybody, tell me I'll make it right. You know? So, and, and, you know, basically said, Hey, you guys have a free shot, man. It's almost like he's sitting on a dunk tank, right? Hey man, you guys got a free shot at me. Uh, and, and, and the community kind of looks on, I say, no, you, you're right. You, you've been a person of integrity and you, you, you've been a faithful man of God. And, and at the end of my life, that's kind of what I want, man. I want people to be able to say, uh, you know, you know, he lived exactly what he preached. It didn't mean I was perfect. You may, exactly. you know, you can, exactly. you can look at me and say, Hey, you know, we didn't really like your style of preaching or we didn't like you or anything, like that. Mm-hmm. but, but 
you were a person of integrity and your behavior yeah. matched your beliefs. When your when your enemy can say, I don't like you, but I respect you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think sometimes we, we ought to live our lives that way, that even those who oppose us, and Paul dealt with a lot of that. Oh, for sure. Was, was still deal. You know, Paul mentions in uh, you know, different scriptures there in first Corinthians, you know, he's correcting the church, but then yes. he gets to that point. I think I mentioned this when I was with you before, but there's those judgments, mm. you know, the crowd, the yeah. people. And Paul mentions that he says, I care very little about that, but I do care. And then he says my conscience, yeah. he said, I can have my conscience. Okay. But that don't mean I'm, I'm still right. Yeah. Then comes Christ. So I think those three issues every day we go through is going to shape a lot of our integrity and also express the integrity around the people, our own conscience, and especially with Jesus Christ and getting that right. Oh man, that's good. That's good. Um, I, I love, and I know we're, we're jumping around a little bit on, in scriptures and stuff, but I, I love what David said in Psalm 15. Um, he asked God the question, he says, who, who could dwell in the sanctuary of the Lord? And uh, here's how it's explained in verse two. Here's what it says, says, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? He who whose walk is blameless and he who does what is righteous. That's integrity. He yeah. who, who speaks the truth from his heart, integrity, and has no slander on his tongue, integrity. Yeah. Who does his neighbor no wrong and casts no slur on yeah. his fellow man, integrity. He, uh, who despises a vile man, but honors those who fear the Lord integrity. I love this part. Here's what he says, who keeps his oath, even when it hurts mm. integrity, That's right. who lends his money without usury and does not accept a bribe against the innocent integrity. He who does these things, here's the key will never be shaken. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. And, and that's something we should strive for. Not, and again, you mentioned before, we're not perfect. So yeah. integrity is never going to be perfect, but it can always get better. Sure. And we can, when we make mistakes, we all up to it. And that just increases the integrity. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and you know what, you know what, I, I, you know, I know that we're not going to be perfect and I know we're going to make mistakes. Uh, but, but certainly we should be striving, striving for these things, right? striving yeah. to, uh, you know, to do these things. And I think, and even, even Paul, you mentioned Paul in first Corinthians. I mean, I think that's what Paul was doing with these guys. Hey, you guys have made some mistakes, but I'm telling right. you these things so you can make it right. Right. So yeah. we can, we yeah, can, exactly. you know, in his, sec in his second book that he writes to him is all about that recovery yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a more encouraging one yeah yeah because he he's he's kind of dumped on them in the first one huh oh, well, they needed it we absolutely needed it. <laughs> absolutely yeah. but you know what when you're a person who has integrity when you're a person who has integrity you can walk closely with god yeah. uh you know D david said who who could dwell in the sanctuary of god and god says he who has integrity mm -hmm. right you want you want to walk close to god then you need to be that person who is uh, practicing what you preach. And you know what? I have so much more respect for those who actually live the lifestyle that they call they've called to do it versus the ones who, you know, right. who can get up and put up a show and then they live something completely different outside yeah. of that, yeah. you know? Um, and, and so I think it's so important. I know that, you know, when you're walking close with God, you'll have that integrity and vice versa. You'll have that integrity when you're walking close with God. So yeah, every day. Uh, you know, the same, um, another, another thing about integrity that I really love is that you have, you'll, you'll have a constant peace in your heart, right? Like, like when you do the right thing, 
Um, you can lay your head down on your pillow at night and not have to worry about what somebody's going to find out or what someone will catch or what someone will hear about. You know what I mean? It's, it's that piece that, that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I was reading this book. Uh, in fact, in the ne- next episode, we're going to talk about this, but Bob Russell talks about in his book after 50 years of ministry, seven things I do differently and seven yeah. things I do the same. And, and he says, Good. he says in that book, he talks about, you know what? Um, it, it, it was e- It would have been easy for me to do a lot of the things that I could have done. Um, but I knew at the end of the day, you know, to, you got to do the right thing. Can't hide anything. And so as long as I was doing the right thing, I had nothing to worry about. I had never, you know, I didn't have to worry about getting in trouble or, no. have, yeah. you know, never had to worry about getting, cause I, cause I did the right thing. Even sometimes when it was hard to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And you, you, if you go looking behind your shoulder all the time, then you know, you got an integrity problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that's something I think we, I don't care what age you're at, what part of ministry you are. If you're in ministry as a Christian, you deal with, an everyday occurrence. And like you said, we want our conscience to be clear. But even at that point, Paul would say, hey, my conscience isn't the last um, goalpost. It's what was Christ. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, is that's where our connection, our prayers, our uh, review of the day, not yeah. just on the first day of the week, we do that as a remembrance and understanding things and taking the Lord's Supper. Yeah. We're being judged every day of our lives. And at the end of that day, I think we need a lot of repentance, even when we think we've done good. <laughs> you know, we yeah. got to say, God, what did I miss, though? Yeah. And, uh, and not to beat us up, but just to show us. And then comes these opportunities like you, you know, walking into a, a, a gas station and something simple like that takes place. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're thinking, my, my thinking, one of our immediate thoughts is, is Lord saying, okay, what are you going to do with this? <laughs> exactly. You got, you got a lesson right here. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. And yeah. So, and he, and he knows the hearts, you know, yeah, he, he knows, does. Like, eh, you know, he knows how we're wrestling with things. He does. I mean, if you're really hurting and needed that money and all that stuff, but that's probably the time the integrity test is going to come out. For sure. <laughs> for sure. You know, I, glad and, you passed, by the way. Well, let me tell you, man, I don't tell you that because I am the, example. well, no, but seriously, we do that, it, we, you know, we, but it, it does. I mean, you, you think about, you think about those things and those times, you know, and, and I think that's what a lot of people do. You know, I think they, they think, you know, what if I get caught or what if my boss finds out or what if yeah. my spouse finds out or yeah. what if, you know, all this different stuff, And when you have integrity and when you just pursue the right thing, knowing what the right thing is and doing what the right thing is, um, when you pursue those things, you can go, man, I don't have to worry about that, man. I I have peace. Mm -hmm. You know, I have peace. There's no fear in getting caught. There's no fear of getting found out or being discovered or any of that kind of stuff, because you're like, I don't, I don't have any reason to. So, so it's kind of looking out for yourself too. You know, it's kind of looking out like, Hey, you know, the, the flip side is, is I don't know anyone who lays around at night going, you know, man, I hope no one finds out I did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. You know, and, that's, and it takes humility. I mean, you got a lot of building blocks that go into integrity, yeah. our belief system, our humility, um, you know, just looking with spiritual eyes instead of just our physical 
life that we live in. So yeah. all those building blocks take integrity. And that, that's why it might be all those other blocks are doing good, but my humility one is messed up. Oh, maybe my humility is real good, but my alternative of things is messed up, mm. my vision. And so therefore, I think that's why we talk to the Lord beginning, during the day, at the end of the day. Yeah. Help me to see clearly the, the vision of integrity in the building blocks that go involved in it. That's, that's good stuff. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Kind of see it, see it through, a, through a, a Christ lens, huh? Yeah. You, know, you look yeah. through, through that way. I think and that's, that's what, hard to do because we're nowhere near there, but oh, yeah, not even close. <laughs> no, we, that's what he asked us to do. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I think, you know, also another thing that, that we can say that when you, when you're living a life of re- integrity or you're embracing a life of integrity, not only does uh, you, not only do you walk closely with God when you're doing it, not only do you not have to worry about, and you can be at peace with your decisions, but mm-hmm. also, uh, you gain trust and respect and honor and influence all those different things, because they know you as a person of, you know, yeah. Hey, this is, this is David Jones, man. And David Jones is he's, he d- practices what he preaches, man. I can trust David. You know, I can, I can respect him. I can have, he, you know, he's we, what an influence he is in our community because of the life that he lives. We all, again, that's one of the things we, we hope to strive for. Sure. And, and, but uh, the thing that will, like, and you mentioned this earlier too, Micah, thing people will notice the most is not the so much the integrity things but the lack of it Mm. and it could just be something very simple a little joke a little talking we do with people or behind any kind of little thing yeah and and so and and we sometimes don't catch those things until later yeah and so but that's 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 okay if we learn from it if we make a mistake and i've made many of them sure and just made wrong decisions or thought I could get away with something little. And that's another thing about integrity. It's not always doing something wrong. It's taking a shortcut when you're shutting up. Mm, that's those good. things, those things have caught up with me, even in my own mind, like you say, your conscience. And, um, yeah, it, it just comes up to those things. So that's why it's a constant. That's why we need each other. For I sure. think integrity is not just with building blocks, but it's also, who you hang around with and who you're going to help feed you, pick you up, encourage you, yeah. um, help you get back onto the track when you need it. And, and so those things in life, it's uh, a personal view of things. It's how other people also help us when we're down or when we're going good, because that pride issue can bring integrity back down again, too. Absolutely. We need each other. We, sure. uh, I think preachers, Mm. Doing things like this, talking, can get encouraged, know that I can talk to somebody and, and really open up and, and move forward without having to worry about things is something that's, that's really a ministry needed within the ministries. Yeah, that's good. You know, um, you know, the same as I do. Um, there, there are certain people, I mean, you obviously we're not going to, we're not going to say them on here, but there are people that you, you know, right now that, uh, people that you trust. And then there's people that, that maybe you go, ah, I don't know about that guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know that I, I would necessarily trust him. 
Um, and I think, I think there's a reason that is, is because of one way or the other, you know, whichever we're lack of or, or full of, uh, but, but you know what you want, you want to hear a formula. I, I hear people say all the time, you know, like, like I want to be a great parent. That's, that's, you know, that, that has gains respect for my kids and that kind of stuff. If you, if you want, uh, if you want to have good kids, uh, be a, be a parent of integrity. Mm-hmm. Right. If you if you want to if you want to be a great leader in your family, be a husband of integrity. You yeah. want to be known as a person in your community that uh, isn't just a crooked businessman, but somebody who who is a good person who loves to um, give. And is a person that, you know, uh, you know, I, I think you, and you, you probably know this more than than me. But, you know, back in the day, you know, people just did a handshake. And, you know, there's people you trust. Yeah, man. You, that's it. Yeah. But but we live in a world now that handshake that's, ain't going to cut it. Sir. Yeah. Because the lack of integrity, that's that seems to be the the mode where we're set to see all the time. We go into a first meeting sometimes looking for the flaws instead of the visions of people. Mm. And so a lot of times, you know, when I go to a mechanic. Yeah. I'm thinking, am I going to be able to trust this guy? Yeah. Not, you know, <laughs> Or if I go to a dentist, I don't care, a doctor, do I trust that person? Does that person have integrity or is they just, and, and so when you talk about those little things, we almost always look how we're going to view it. Mm. And, and so being optimistic or negative right off the beginning, I think that's one of Satan's best jobs or what he does to people is we look at the negative first. Yeah. A person wants to become a Christian, a person's coming out of a bad lifestyle. A lot of times we're like, oh, they ain't gonna never make it. Yet we sit there and go, hey, you got this, buddy. Oh, yeah. Come on, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we got to deal with those our, again. Our vision of what life really is. God intended for us to be good, for sure. I think He created us for good. We're to be instruments of righteousness, as Paul said. But yet we have to work through those issues of how we judge other people and how they're judging us. Even though that's the least, that's the one that really matters the most. It seems like, yeah, worry about the most. Well, you know, when when you have when you have uh, when you have that integrity, uh, people will follow you. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, they, it they, comes out eventually. They they will they will listen to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they will seek your advice. They'll seek your wisdom. They'll, you know, because, because that's the person that you are. Uh, but the challenge though, for so many of us is that, um, is, you know, is the opposite, you know, and, 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 you know, you know, as well as I do, a lot of people who, especially people who aren't Christian people, uh, they'll look at, they'll look at people like me and you, and they'll say, man, those, those Christians are a bunch of hypocrites, right? <laughs> Right. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's one of the most famous line used ever. I don't go there because they're full of hypocrites. Mm -hmm. Did you ever hear that line? Oh, sure. I always tell them it's one from one more. Come on in. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing we should never let a hypocrite get the best of us. Don't hide behind hypocrites. That's your excuse. You're telling me that they're bigger than you are. So. Yeah. Well, you know, we, if we're being honest, I mean, we all have a little hypocrisy in us, huh? Yes, all right. Sir. I mean, that's what you're that's saying too is, and, 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 and all of us at some point in our life, we lack integrity in some yeah. area. Um, but a lot of times it's really hard to see in ourselves. It's, True. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard and to it's look at that, but just think about Jesus when he was here on earth, there were those who claimed his integrity was wrong. They viewed that they, they taught that they preached that. 
They convinced the crowd that they crucified him with that saying he was lying. He's not God. Yeah. He's not the son of God. And so the thing of it is like Jesus was perfect in his integrity, mm. but the crowd judged him as insufficient. He was yeah. a liar. Yeah. That's why I think Paul would always say that we, we got, even though Jesus took pains of showing his love and forgiveness yeah. He also would stand up and say, Hey, that ain't right. right. That's wrong. And that's where, that's where we get attacked by standing sure. on integrity. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think, you know, I think sometimes we, and I, and I've been in this boat before, you know, we try to justify it too. You know, there's yeah, a lot of times yeah. where we try to, we look at certain things in our own lives and we try to justify the things, you know, that, that we do and the things that we, you know, and, and, you know, if we're being honest, um, God's not a big fan of it. And I love that you brought up Jesus and kind of how Jesus handled, um, you know, I, Jesus was harder on hypocrites than he was on prostitutes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You know? yeah. Uh, and, and in Matthew 23, 25, uh, Jesus, he, he looked at the hypocrites and he said, he said, woe to you. And basically when Jesus ever, when Jesus says, woe to you, he's basically yeah, you're saying you're in trouble, man. Yeah. You're, you're in so much yeah. trouble. He's, and, he's gonna and, slap you. <laughs> and 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 in, and in this verse, here's what he says. He says, "Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but the inside is full of greed and self-indulgence." Wow. He says, "Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean." In the same way. On the outside, you appear to the people as righteous, but on the inside, you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Yeah, it goes back to what we are we showing as a church, as Christians? What are we showing to the world? Are we being hypocritical? Yeah. Maybe they really do see some hypocrisy. That's because they, the ones who do break integrity and in Christianity will be on the news. Mm. And so they will judge a lot of us in those categories. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's, it's, it's a woe there that yeah. we're to wake up. How are we really living? Because even though if they crucify you and you've done right, you'll even die with a good conscience, <laughs> not just sleep, but you could die with a good conscience. <laughs> that, that, uh, that hypocrite word is, is a Greek word. And it, and it, it means, uh, it was, it was a, it was a play actor is what it was. Someone yeah, who yeah, put exactly. on a mask. Right. And, right. and, and so he's saying you, you, you play actors, you, yeah. you, you, you lack integrity. In other words, you're, you're putting on a good game face. You're, you, you look religious, you look righteous, right? You're, you're showing the outside to be clean, but your heart is, is filthy. Yeah. Right. It's dirty. And, and so he goes on, he, he calls them blind, right? He says, you, you blind um, Pharisees. Yeah. In other words, you don't, you don't even see it. You're blind. No, to your own hypocrisy. No, exactly. That's good. Um, yeah. You know, so, so first clean the inside. I, I think the problem with so many, and this is certainly for Christians because we can't, we can't look at someone's lack of integrity outside of a life of Christ and expect them mm-hmm. to, to live a life that we're called to live. But, right. but, but I, I, I think when we look at someone like this, integrity and so many Christians, they, they think that it starts with the outside and the shell. Hey, if I look good on the outside, if I look the part, right. mm-hmm. I'll look good and they'll think I'm good on the inside. Yeah. And Jesus is like, who are you fooling, man? Right. Like, like if you fix the inside first, then it will, then it will run onto the outside, right? Be, be pure on the inside. 
And he says, on the outside, you appear to be righteous. You got your, you got your mask on. You're, you're, you're a play actor, all these different things. But inside, you're full of all this other stuff. And, and he says, woe to you. He says, you're full of it, essentially. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, just, it's not real. It's, uh, and I think sometimes, like you said, that we get blind to it. We have convinced ourselves it's real in us and when it really ain't. And that's, that's why the examining of ourselves on the first day of the week, that's why being around people, not just around the preachers and around yeah. the church gang, getting out there in the community, really see what people are struggling with. And when you hear, hear that, when they see you care about them mm. and you care about life and you understand that their vision right now is hypocrisy, those who claim to be Christians, yeah. And yet they get to see you helping them, being there with them, kind of, you know, elbow to elbow, yeah. pitching in and with your neighbors, that type of thing. They start realizing, hey, that guy's real. Yeah. Then they may listen. That's why I always say this. There's more than 66 books in the New Testament, Old Testament. Yeah. There's that one where Paul says, you two are a letter. Yeah. You are a book. Yeah, and people may read, may read you before they start reading the Bible yeah. and, the, and the divine books. So we need a little more work on that book yeah. <laughs> as, as how we get out, not in church, but outside the walls, man. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. I, I look at the end of the day, listen, if we were being honest, we all, we all struggle with it. Right. I mean, we all, we all, we all have a little bit of uh, lack of integrity in our life. We all have a little bit of hypocrisy yeah. in our life. And so if we look at our life and we, and we're, and we're being real, you know, I, I, I respect people who, uh, who not just have all the answers to everything, but those who can say me too, yeah. you know, yeah. I been in the trenches that. and I, you know, right. and I think I'm, I think I'm more able to, uh, hear what that person has to say. If they say, Hey, you know what? I don't even claim to be, uh, perfect. You know, I I'm doing the best I can, but I I've, I've fallen. I've made mistakes. I'm just going to be really real with you. I went through this, but yes. Yeah. You know, when I hear people like that, I think I have like maybe even more respect for a person like that who can just say, Hey, been there. Yes, then, a, then yeah. a person who just says, Hey man, I got all the answers to everything. Yeah. You know? And, and I think that's where we reach people the most is when we're being vulnerable about our, our, our fears, our mistakes, mm. We have a church full of people, by the way, you, you have, you minister to a congregation of people that have all different challenges. Mm. And sometimes you can use those individuals to be the right hand um, person, man, woman, to help an individual that maybe, you know, they could connect to. Yeah. So that whole congregation, that whole ministry is bringing people together to say, Hey, let's help. Let's just get out there and reach. Yeah. Alcoholic may be able to help another alcoholic. Yes. Alcoholic who was a, is a Christian now. Yeah, you say, hey, I know what that guy's about. I know what that drug is. I know what yeah. that addiction is. Absolutely. And those sometimes our integrity again is not just our integrity. It's the group. It's yes. the whole involvement of who we with, who we know, and how can we get it out in ministry? <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's real good. Um, if if we could ask, if we could, if we could boil this down into yeah. a, into, uh, I guess a question that we need to, we could ask ourselves is, and maybe what our life says is, you know, what, what is our integrity worth to us? You know, what, what, what does it work? You know, like, you know, so, so if we, you know, are filling out a resume and, you know, we, we lie a little <laughs> bit on the resume, you know, to, to get a better job, you know, well then, you know, your integrity is worth whatever that job pays. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
or, um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you know, you're willing to willing to do a bad business deal when you know it's wrong, but you're going to get a little bit of money. Well, what's it worth to you? Well, it's worth whatever that little bit of money extra is to you. You know, um, what, what, what is your, what is your, what is your worth? What, what, what's the integrity worth to you? Um, and you know, for some people it's, you know, you're married and money's tied. And so you, you know, you, you spend a little bit of money here, there and everywhere. And you go, that's, that's what it's worth to me. You know, even though, even though I know I shouldn't do it, you know, my marriage is crumbling, all these things are happening. That's what my integrity is worth to me. Um, it's a good question to ask ourselves. What is it? What is it worth? What's it? What's it cost us? And what is it worth? Um, I don't know. The, what do you think? The integrity also, you know, the circumstance we're in, the circumstances in our lives constantly change. Mm. Our integrity has to meet each challenge. When I'm single as a kid, young person growing up, those are the challenges in life. Then when I meet somebody, make a commitment, get married those challenges now change into a different role yeah. than when i was a single guy grew up in a christian lifestyle that kind of thing now i'm looking into a world that hey there's a lot of people that ain't got that never had that yeah and so then the changes children come into your life yeah then comes that your life gets changed you go into different ministries different people different crowds your integrity still has to be intact yeah and it's always changing and then you get near the, my age, like Linwood and all us, all the older people. And we start realizing, hey, we got to leave. We got to deal something with a legacy. Hmm. What are we going to leave behind? What are people going to remember? Will it be the, the humor? Will it be the uh, words? Or will it be the life of a person? Yeah. But here's a kicker. Our legacy could start with a 20-year-old. Yeah. We could, that 20-year-old could be gone today. Yeah. And that's what you're going to leave. So you always got to leave, think of legacy and it's harder when you're younger, Yeah, but it's the circumstances that you're in, that your integrity has to meet the challenge. That's good. And uh, so I, I think that integrity is something we really got. And you mentioned it, honesty, humility, the building blocks, the people we're around, the people we're reaching out to, it all comes into to play. And then as we change, we start realizing when I, when am I going to leave my kids yeah. uh, money or will I leave them a legacy of godliness? Yes. Not perfectness, but godliness, you know, pointing them to Christ. And, and so I think those things, their grandkids, I'm at that stage. Yeah. And, um, but you're, you're still a young man there. Got oh, all yeah. kinds of challenges that you're going yeah. through in ministries. And so our prayer should be with that. As older people, our ministry now should be, how can we help the younger guys go through some of these challenges that they're mm. going to be switching into instead of judging them? Yeah. And how can we help them? And how can the younger ones glean from that of the older ministers to say, yeah, I made mistakes and I can talk to you about my mistakes if you want to. I like Bob Russell for that uh, fact. Yeah. He did a seminar down here at Fairmount Christian Church years and years ago. And uh, they wanted him to come and talk about leadership. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I, I'm going to give you 10 things I've learned in leadership by my mistakes, my 10 <laughs> mistakes. Yeah. That man didn't talk about his successes. Yeah. He talked about his problems he, he faced mm. in leadership. And, it, and that never left me, his, his remarks. And so I think some of that That's is cool. in life, people are going to say, hey, that person owed up to a problem he went through. And now it's helping me get through it. Wow. So, That's good. Anyway.
I, you know, I, I, when I think of, and, and maybe you think of this person too, when I think of a person of integrity in the Bible, mm-hmm. and kind of what his integrity was worth to him, I, I think of, uh, I think of Job. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and if you were to ask Job, like, hey, Job, what's, what's your integrity worth? I think he would have said, you know, and, and lived, you know, my life is worth more than my life itself. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, his, his story of how, you know, the devil was criticizing God, you know, God's people. And he was saying, you know, the people don't really love you, God. Yeah. They're just doing it because, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and God says, no, they actually really do love me. There's, there's, there's one that does. And, you know, and he brings up, you know, Satan says, all right, show me one. Cause I don't believe you. And God says, okay, you know, there's this one guy, he's full of integrity. I promise you, he is a faithful man. Uh, I think, I think the Bible actually uses the word blameless. Uh, mm-hmm. He was, he was blameless. And, and he says, you know, give me, give me, give me a shot. I let me see if he really loves you. And so God says, okay, take, take your best shot, man. And, and, and Satan, he, you know, he strips Job of all this stuff and, and, you know, and his wife even turns on him and his friends turn on him. And, and, you know, and he, he gets to this point where he's like, Hey, his wife says, Hey, are you hanging on to your integrity? Like, are you going to hang on to all this kind of stuff? Why, why don't you just curse God and die? Right. And, and, and his friends say, you know, you've, you've done something wrong. All these bad things wouldn't be happening to you if they weren't. And, and, uh, you know, quit claiming you're a person yeah. of integrity. And, and here's what Job says. Very, I love this. And, and, and we'll kind of wrap, yes. wrap this up here, but Job 27, five and six, here's what he says. He says, I will not deny my integrity. I will maintain my righteousness and never yeah. let go of it. My conscience will not reproach me as long yeah. as, I as I live. There it is. That word conscience yes, that you were talking yeah, about. And, and he, and, the, and you look at Job's again, his circumstances, he didn't have the knowledge we have today with God's word fully intact. He was limited in the, in the ability of understanding, but he kept that integrity. So even when we don't understand what's what's going on, we still have a, a, a goal to mm. reach to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. And, and, and hopefully and hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, yeah. we'll be able to we'll be able to build on that. And, and that's not easy. I realize that, especially in the world we live in, like we said no. earlier. Right. But yeah. but. Yeah. But put yourself in a position where you can grow that integrity, you know, mm-hmm. get in, the, get in the word, study it. Like you said, be around other people, uh, other Christians yes. who are going to say, you know what fellowship is, right? One, what somebody once told me what fe- the definition of fellowship is two fellows on the same ship headed in the same That's direction. Right. There you go. That's like right? with blame less. It don't mean I'm perfect. I got less blame than you got, baby. There you go. There you <laughs> I go. still got blame. Yeah, but, but hey, this has been great, Mike. I man, appreciate it. Not. I've been uh, thinking about how we're going to do this and how is it going to go, but I, I hope this helps us and helps others to that are struggling. That's that's what integrity is. It's a struggle. And if people ain't struggling, then they don't even understand what integrity is. That's right. That's it's, right. Yeah. It's got to be a struggle and you learn from it. Let me, before I let you get off here, let me ask yeah. you this question. If, if right. one person, because we, we got a lot of people who listen to this. Um, if, if you could, if you could, uh, if you could give one piece of advice to someone right now, who's maybe in a position of doing the right or wrong thing, and they, and they're not really sure which way to go because, you know, the right, the, the wrong thing it may, may get them one up or may get them more money or may fill in the blank. If someone is struggling with that right now, what's one piece of advice that David Jones would say, Hey, you know, here's what I would do in that situation. Uh, just my main thing would be, would Christ agree with that? Would he go along with you 
and your decision you're about to make. And you can convince yourself, yeah, he would, but uh, I, I'm just going to say, God, this is like a God thing. Help mm. me to make the right decision. Because if I'm in God's will, he, Jesus did three things. I think he did exactly did a lot more, but main things. He came to do the will of the Father. He came to seek and save the lost, and he came yes. to serve. That's right. And if I can put all three of those elements into a decision I'm getting ready to make, then I can move forward with it. Will I have to adjust it? Sure. But the circumstances, the people, the advice, and with Christ, you'll make the right th decision to go forward with it. Man. And when we, but if we mess up, go to God immediately. That's the first one you go to. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's great advice. I think that's awesome. Great kind of filter to kind of filter it all through. Yeah, we get too caught up in all the other little riffraff. Do, those, do things well. Yeah, Christ, Christ aimed at, and we'll be all right. <laughs> hey, man, I I Thank really you, appreciate Micah. you getting on. Uh, you know what, Virginia, <laughs> I got to get out Mechanicsville. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got to get yeah. out, see you guys, hang yes. out, hang out with the Jones family. You, uh, you uh, let me know when, and I'll get you connected with El. He has all the. <laughs> Nice. I want to connect. He, he's supposed to tell me about he's, he's supposed to take me to some kind of coffee shop over there. That's supposedly the best. Coffee. Oh, yeah. Bean coffee. Yeah. Buddy. We'll get so, you there. Uh, but you know Bean's what, man, coffee. you you I want to say this. You, man, are, are an, a great example of someone who has led with integrity and you're leading your family. And it's showing now where, you know, not just you, but in your wife, but but your kids. And now they're raising your grandkids and, and man, just what a legacy. Been blessed. What an awesome I've just thing. been blessed. I'll tell and, you, uh, you know, you, what? You, I, get, you get a whole lot more when you, you know, the Lord's involved in it and yeah. the kids and stuff, grandkids and people like you come into our lives. Those are the blessings of life. I think we start realizing that. Appreciate that. You know, I, I want to ask you, what is, what's the difference between uh, East Carolina barbecue and Virginia barbecue? Uh, vinegar. That's the only difference. The main thing they got more vinegar down there in uh, the, East the, Carolina. Uh, East Carolina, yeah. and they do that wood cooked barbecue, by the way. And uh, if you ever get near that way, go to Hardison's. Hardison's Barbecue. You get the best barbecue of Eastern North Carolina you can get. Hardison's. H a r d i o s. He just taking me some places, but that's never been one of them. I it just opened it. up. It opened up two years ago okay. in Jamesville. Hardison's okay. Barbecue Restaurant. Go there and eat. It's right on Route 64 between Plymouth and Washington, uh, Williamston. <laughs> hey, Wayne Lilly, if you're listening to this right yes. now, get me Wayne. to Hardison's Barbecue. And Mark, and Mark Lilly, all them guys. Yeah. <laughs> they could get you. DJ will take you there. <laughs> DJ, DJ, yeah, he's taking me some great places. You know what? You know Jay Hardison. Jay Hardison, uh, he's preacher at Plymouth Church. Okay, yes, Church yes, 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 yes. Yeah, he'll take you. And okay. all those guys are, you tell me that just put it on my bill. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I love it. Ever <laughs> since I great. ever since I had it, I never had it. And then went down there and had it. I don't think I like bar I mean I like all barbecue. Yeah, but I don't think I like a barbecue better than East Carolina barbecue. Yeah, you 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 would love Hardison's barbecue. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm gonna check it out. Hey man, thanks so much for being Thank on. You. I'm praying for you, your family, yes. your ministry. I'm gonna get you out to Odin and get you to come <laughs> come speak out here. Uh, and uh, just like I said, I, I really appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for giving me Thank time you. today. Thank you, Michael. God bless and have a good one. All right, you too, bro. <laughs> All right. This has been a Behind the Micah podcast. Thanks for tuning in. 
Make sure you check us out next week. And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.